Okay, guys.、Uh, welcome back to another episode of、uh, 100 Books a Year with Kevin.、Uh, let's let's talk about、um, the birth of Hathaway, right? And then kind of what does the、uh, textile industry look like for Berkshire、uh, between like 1930s to、uh, to about 1950s, right before、uh, Buffett took over, right? So last time we talk about、uh, Berkshire, right? So. Uh, Berkshire essentially、um, are textile companies back then that are located in the New England area, right, northeastern part of the U.S.、Um, they were doing a、uh, water、uh, power or hydraulics power textile mills, and then the times are bad, right? The the、uh, sales are start using a steam engine to power their mills, so、uh, they kind of lost their competitive advantage, and then kind of kickstart this. Century long decline of the textile manufacturing process, right? So, 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 so that's a Berkshire side of things. Now, for Hathaway, um, the full name of the company is actually called the Hathaway Manufacturing Company. Um, they were formed uh in eighteen eighty eight, at the height of the、uh, textile manufacturing boom in New England. Um, so when the those like you know a、uh, hydraulics powered Uh, textile was like booming in the、uh, northeast. They were actually、um, incorporated in、uh, New Bedford,、uh, Massachusetts, in eighteen eighty nine, and then in nineteen fifty five they got merged with Berkshire. So、um, they are kind of in the same industry, but geographically they are a little bit more different. So Berkshire and Hathaway manufacturing. They kind of work hand in hand like for the longest time, right? So, um, they're they're just doing the same thing but in different area. Uh, think about it this uh this way, right? So, there are some key uh specific historical events that happened throughout the nineteen hundreds. We can kind of like go over them and then kind of talk about their situation within the uh those time frame. So, the Great Depression happened in nineteen twenty nine. The market crash, right? We call it the Black Friday,、um, and then the need for textile products actually went down because there's lower demand, right? People are kind of like, yeah, I probably don't need that many new clothes for this year because of the fact that first of all my clothes were fine, and secondly, I'm a little bit more of a cash strapped. I don't have that much money for to get new clothes, right? So, they they survive by producing higher end textile that the sales cannot make just yet. So it is a key part for、uh, Berkshire and Hathaway, the separate company at that time. Is the sales can make good product, good decent product, but they cannot do high end cloth, right? Like I don't know what tells as uh what makes it like high end. Maybe like thread count, right? Or the、uh, premium quality cotton or something. I'm not in the fashion industry. I I don't know, but both Berkshire in New England. And、uh, Hathaway Manufacturing in、uh, Massachusetts, they are closer to New York, right? Which they have high fashion folks and maybe richer people that did not get affected that much by the recession. So they were able to sustain their base, their business、uh, throughout the Great Depression, nineteen twenty nine, roughly. Now in the nineteen thirties, the sales is is、uh, is still like you know like getting momentum, right there. They are they are still increasing their output for textile manufacturing, and twenty、uh, textile mills went out of business in the nineteen thirties. 
Okay, most of them in the upper north. Um, in the nineteen forties, the operating condition is actually remains tough for Berkshire and Hathaway for those um, textile firm, firm. And then the World War II uh, broke out. That's actually a great thing for the um, industry because they give them a lot of demands, right? You need fabric for ponchos, for bags, for cloths, for backpack, for clothes, right? For, for like army equipment. So a lot of the contracts were actually coming from the U.S. government. That is actually what got them through the 1940s. Okay. Now, 1950s, again, after the uh, World War II, the demand went way down, right? There's, uh, there was rapid decline in revenue. Um, the, new, the New England area, right, like the uh, OG, the uh, original um, area, they're a spindle count, right, like the thing that, you know, like you hold like yarn or, um, you know, the uh, raw, raw material. It's kind of like a measuring uh, unit thing for how much performance you have, how much output that you can make. The New England area, the total amount of uh, spindles fell from 22%, which is not good, to about 12%, right? The, the uh, sales gained from 75% to 88%. So right now, most of the manufacturing power are actually from uh, coming from the sales, right? So we are seeing this like almost 60 to 70 years of the power shift from the north uh, to the sales. Now, on March 14th, 1955, Berkshire merged with Hathaway. Right, those two company merges. So they are still a decent sized company. And then their annual revenue was about $65 million at, at that time, which was not very shabby, right? So they actually make it onto the Fortune 500 list. They are uh, number 431. So they're actually doing quite well. So here's how, like a lesson that we can kind of touch on, right? Right before we kind of touch on Buffett's takeover is... Businesses, when they merge, they they can survive. Like that's not not a problem. But the thing is, is they they just cannot alter a fundamentally disadvantaged economic position or trend or industry. Like it, like in like another word, it it doesn't matter how many times that you merge. If you are in a declining industry, you're not going to perform very very well, right? I think. Now, after uh, reading the book, if they, like, if the World War II like, don't happen, I don't think they're going to last that long, right? And secondly, is there are plenty, there are a lot of textile mergers happening, and it kind of forced the creation of Berkshire Hathaway, but the reason for the merger is not because of the booming business. The reason for the merger is because it is a shrinking industry. If they don't merge, they cannot survive, right? We, we touched on this a bit last time, is that because of the fact that um, everything is shrinking, there's, uh, there's less food for everybody. So if we need to survive, we need to merge. So that just really is a bad sign from a macro perspective is that Okay, this is not probably something that I want to invest my money into. But, you know, Warren still <laughs> invests in this. Some, uh, somebody say he might be more emotional, but we're going to touch on that next time. Okay, so 
the first two episodes of the series, again, I want to recap is how we got to where we are. And then next episode is probably one of my, my favorite ones because we're going to touch on what exactly did Warren see in 1965 that made him to purchase at least uh, some stakes in the company, right? He So Buffett started uh, making investment in them, uh, I think in 1962. What exactly did he see in this uh, textile uh, holding company, right? And then we kind of just want to dive into that next time. All right, guys. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you like the podcast, subscribe, share with your friends, and then we'll touch on this next time, probably tomorrow. All right. Thank you. Have a good day.